This week on RSBNB Update, the December community hit list strike arrives with changes to the Master Max Cape, Excalibur Shouts, Zombie Moans, and the Rare Drop Table. Dynero production was also doubled, new brands of fertilizer were added, and we asked, was this the right move? This is RSBNB Update, episode 964, recorded Thursday, December 7th, 2023 for all intents and purposes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of RSBNB Update. This week, Community Hit List, Master Magscape Update Week. Tannis, welcome aboard. Thank you, Shane. Also joining us this week is Abernick. Um, I, I, Hello. I, I, I went to you because... I remembered us talking about at some point that you liked cutting the zygomite's hair, and I and I thought I need AFK activity. Apparently, I needed somebody who's interacted with this content before, um, and yeah, ha- had an opinion on it. So I so I came to you, and yeah, it made sense to talk about that because I think that's probably the biggest patch in in the uh, in the hit list this week is the change to the uh, Dynero stuff. But um, of course, more on that. More on that in just a few minutes. We've got a couple other ones along the way. Um, if you're joining us for the first time, uh, full show notes can be found at update.show. I am in game at Shane12088. Tannis is at Tannis79. And Avernick is just Avernick in game. Um, rose to fame for bringing uh, the, the Rune Labs idea of, of the Ark uh, to RuneScape. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, was that seven years ago at this point? Oh my goodness! Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Still yeah. looks great. We should talk about that because I feel like that's a piece of content that you that you probably enjoyed a lot when it came out. Or how did you feel about it? Were you happy? Yeah, with I how mean, it turned I, I, out? I didn't really do anything past the initial post. I think there were even a couple past that, uh, that like determined the the scene right. or whatever. But um, no, it was it was cool and, and interesting kind of a weird place for it in between like all the Slisky stuff that we just yeah, kind of like yeah, kind of violence but like uh, like a little no, cool. you want more of the more yeah. of the of the eastern lands tannis i feel it then and now coming on oh i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna write yeah. that down <laughs> then and now regarding the arc um mm-hmm. for folks unaware then and now is a uh episode type we do from time to time about when uh, we go back in time and we look at a piece of content, how it's aged, and how we would cover it today. So uh, the arc might make sense for that, but uh, you guys... Are- oh yeah, I did the the egregious thing of called batching, which was very uh, taboo at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that and that long and that long list of things to complete for comp and trim yep. comp too. So, yeah. In any case, um, the these people make RSBNB update possible. Our experienced here Patreon supporters, and this week, big thank you goes out to Amos Reed, Andrew C, Drama Free, Jason S, Jesse W, Kesky, Ricky A, Ripeth, Runestar, and the Naked Captain. More on about what that is a little bit later in the podcast, but of course, uh, in the meantime, uh, follow along with the full show notes at update.show. We have our community Discord at update.show slash Discord, and the friends chat is bits bites. So let's just uh, let's just bite into this community 
uh, hit list here this week. Uh, first things first, Excalibur, Enhanced Excalibur, and the Augmented Enhanced Excalibur now have a consistent default action, which is activate when equipped and in the backpack. And this allows uh, the Excalibur's healing special to be activated with ease. And you can also, of course, configure it to choose whether you want the default action to be wield or removed. Um, I know I have done many a hundred Raziel kills, and there have been Raziel kills that I've done where instead of uh, instead of activating the Excalibur, I wound up equipping it and deleted my conjures mid fight and yeah. had to and had to teleport out. So uh, I I am yeah. very very happy that this is here. I was worried that um, muscle memory would kick in when this happened, and I would oh. accidentally do the opposite. <laughs> uh, too too used to equipping, uh, but so so good. No no nothing too crazy. Yeah, you use it PVM Slayer. Uh, PVM. I've been doing my getting getting a couple of Warcath kills in here and there, okay. still trying to get the Nexus. So fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, tennis. I I love just being able to click it to activate. That's that's nice. Every right click and and looking for an option can be uh, less than comfortable, right? So, um. And especially for what it is, right? Because you just need that little quick... Yeah, like the heal over time, know. so mm-hmm. to speak, which you know isn't something we have a lot of uh, in games. So it, it kind of made sense that they uh, that, that they would that they would do that. Um, they also uh, in the configure menu added an option to change the shout. You have silence, random. Uh, mine is first uh, for Zaros, which Avernik, you said is based on uh, based on your uh, God emissary. God yes, emissary mine's for Zamorak. Okay, fair enough. Uh, choice within al- choice. We also have uh, for Lumbridge, for Rock, for the King, for four and three. So many other ones. Um, but then the second page is where it really gets RuneScapey. Um, we have you know for for King and Country, which is fine. Then we have. For all intents and purposes. <laughs> for better or for yep. worse. <laughs> for candles? What? For candles. Um, for crying out loud. <laughs> yes. For future reference. For me, it was Castle Day. What? <laughs> Where does that come from? I'm not sure about that. Uh, For no good reason. For science. That's a good one. Uh, For what it's worth. For your convenience. And and maybe the best. For your information. Um, Actually. I'm going to change it to for your information. I like for what it's worth. (laughs) I think my second favorite is for all intents and purposes. That one was, yeah, that one's really good too. For all intents and purposes, (laughs) this episode of RSBB Update is going to be your favorite (laughs) this year. (laughs) It's definitely got that that, that Mod Stew touch to it. Yeah, and I was just going to say this was Mod Stew's, uh, one of Mod Stew's uh, community hit list things because I remember last week there was a video that came out. with him, you know, just, you know, talking about it and whatnot. And little did we know what all the options uh, were going to be. 
So it's just wonderful. Oh, that came out pretty good. Yeah, and who who would have thought that something like this would just you know make all the difference, right? For Camelot is such a, like a, a not RuneScapey thing. Obviously, yeah, it became kind of became RuneScapey because it is what it's been. Yeah, exactly. But it's not really a RuneScape thing. And I mean, this is one of the earliest weapons you can get in terms of you know like the Merlin's crystal and and that entire Camelot quest line. And obviously, it upgrades itself as you do more tasks around the area, and so to speak. But this is really an end game. Um, PVM item when you think about it, just for the heal over time. Slayer as well is uh, is where that factors in. So, um, you know, another fun thing that this does is that when you uh, when you drag it to the action bar, it prompts you for what you want the default option to be there. Mm-hmm. That's, is that that's new? Nice like, is this the first time to do that? I think it is. I think mm-hmm. it is. I don't I it options going forward. Yeah. So, uh, nonetheless, very, very welcome, very welcome changes uh, to the Excalibur. Um, And, you know, who would have thought that some shout-out text would be the thing that we'd we'd all jump up and down about and start smiling about? (laughs) (laughs) Update of the week. (laughs) Or maybe the year. Maybe the year. Mm -hmm. No? Patch note of the year? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I meant. Patch note of the year for... Probably for sure. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, feature of old school RuneScape's uh, RuneLight client is now uh, here in RS3, and that is shift-click to drop. So if you go into your settings, gameplay, interfaces, inventory, second there, uh, shift-click to drop, you need to enable it. It's not enabled by default. You will have the option to drop items by pressing uh, shift-click if, it, if, if the item supports it. So... Uh, that's a thing that, you know, when it comes to training, uh, introductory skills and whatnot, you might not necessarily think you need, but over time you're going to find yourself using this one, uh, more and more. When you need it, you'll need it. Yeah. And I'm glad you told everyone how to get to it because when I was first trying it, um, I was actually using this with another, uh, update this week, um, and trying to shift, click, drop the bad eggs um, when I was doing that. And I'm like, why is this not working? I can't. Well, and I kept reading the patch. I'm like, it should be working. <laughs> it, took a, it took a minute to figure out where to go and actually yeah, and, enable and, it. And, and, I, and I don't think it was until Tuesday that they updated the patch notes to say uh, where to find it. So that that's just a note there. Then we get to Dine Arrows. So, straight off the top, double the output of Dine Arrow components. Sharp shell, shards, tempered shafts, propellant uh, from each of the three accidental fletching and fire-making activities south of the Anachronia Dinosaur Farm. So, do- just double the output of everything across the board. Okay. That's already a lot, yeah. And entirely reworked the experimentation activity. Experimentation activity to support a greater range of low to high intensity gameplay. Now, I I have two things to point out. I I kind of already uh spoiled one to you guys in uh in pre-show on this, but there's another one too. Um with this. So, 
first things first with this, the order for which you go to, you know, grab all the uh, fertilizer and, or sorry, the order in which you go uh, feed the dinosaurs doesn't matter now. Doesn't right. matter. You used to have to go based on the order of, um, of, of where the dinosaurs were hungry, but you don't, you don't need to do that anymore. So you can just go in whatever order you find to be the most efficient to you. So that's a change that was made this week. And here's another one that uh, you guys weren't aware of, and you kind of just have to stumble across, and it's not mentioned in the patch note. If you squeeze your dinosaurs, even after just feeding them once, you still get fertilizer, though you just get a bit less. So the idea behind this is that you can just go to the um, storm barn and then go to the closest feeding spot, squeeze the dinosaurs, convert uh, the the fertilizer that you get into the into the propellant, and away you go. You'll get less, and you'll get less XP. But if you don't want to do all the running around, this greatly removes the intensity of gameplay. And this is what they meant by supporting a greater range of low to high intensity gameplay. Um, number wise, um, so if you squeeze a dinosaur that's been fed once, uh, you'll get uh, Potterington bl- blend n- number 99 fertilizer, which gives you three to four uh, propellant per uh, per dinosaur. Uh, number 100 is for uh, feeding a dinosaur twice before squeezing it, and that'll give you between nine and 11. Number 101 gives you between 18 and 23, and this is if you fed it three times, and this is the same range that uh, we had before, 18 to 23. And then if you feed it four times, you get between 27 and 34, which shows how this is drastically increasing the output that you get um, from the experimentation activity. And not only does it increase the amount of propellant that you get, it also increases the amount of fire-making XP you get from it. Mm-hmm. Which isn't necessarily clear on the tip of what's going on here. But once all this is said and done, we're back to looking at anywhere between 1.6 and 1.7 million fire-making XP an hour. Which is a buff. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot covered in this very innocuous line in the patch notes. Yeah, sure. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, how did you guys find find interacting with the uh, with the experimentation after not doing it for a while? Um, so I I found it to be like interesting because I had done the the haircutting. Um, you know, I found the other stuff to be a little cumbersome, so that's all I had ever really done was to was to haircutting. Um. Doing the shards today, I was like, "Ooh, I can't." These, this is doubled, and it felt fine. Like it, it didn't seem too bad, but I thought this would have been really bad <laughs> before. This is, this is no wonder, like you know, people weren't making a ton of these. Um, but the other thing I I thought today too was because it's faster and you're you're more productive when you're doing it. I feel like you can build up a um, you know, a good supply and then finish these in the fort, get yes. that extra 5% yeah. 
you know, XP. Now we're really talking because before I wasn't going to go, even though I knew that this would be the best fletching, you know, when it's all said and done, I wasn't really going after that because I had all of these splintering arrowheads and the other ones that you get from mining and, Death and spore. Uh, wood cutting. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, that's just what I'll do fletching. Right. But doing this now, I'm like, Oh, okay, well, this is, this might be viable for my time now. Right. Like it might be actually worth it. And then knock this out over a double XP weekend. Yeah. Then, so. And, and, and that's, and that's, and that's certainly the skilling side of it. Uh, Avernick, did you have any, did you have any thoughts after going back to the experimentation stuff? Uh, I haven't not done that part uh, of it for a while. Yeah. So the last time I had done it was, I guess when, um, uh, dead and buried came out and, uh, we had to imbue all those arrows and I decided to DIY them for the week because there wasn't much else going on after the quest. Um, and I think that doing it this past week, it's less interesting, but it's probably something that I would more be more likely to do. Um, as in like, if I was not like before it was interesting, but only if I really wanted to like pay attention and like try to figure out the routes as I was doing it. Now it's like, there's more like, brain shut off mode um this or something, something in between just, even i could just passively do this yeah a lot better like like while as second monitor content a bit yeah, more fair. um so i think that it's definitely something that i will interact with more going forward um i already like doing some of the other activities but as far as the propellant goes this was definitely the one i touched the least um yeah it's just it's just kind of like uh it's more simple yeah and probably better. the thing I was wondering if you guys, either you guys would pick up on, um, having not done it for a while, it, it, it's not immediately clear what you have to do when you have to get over to that side to start the experimentation stuff. I mean, I, I, working off pre-existing knowledge, I thought I had to feed them all four things right, and then. Right. And, and, and see the, there's that side of it. And then obviously, you know, if you're, if you're fresh to the content, you'll talk to Bill and whatnot and he'll explain it. But if you haven't been around for a while, it took me, you know, a, a while to remember that go grab from the storm barn and then do the feeding thing. And then it wasn't until I saw that, oh, we have a squeeze option here. What does that do? Oh, it makes it so that, you know, I get a different number of um, of, of fertilizers. So it's it's not the most intuitive piece of content if you're, you know, just going to it um, after a long break from it. And I mean, I, I guess that's OK because you can just talk to Bill but even with this, this patch note just barely covers the surface of what was changed with this this right. week. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when go ahead. I was gonna say, when this came out, um, I, we've all done it, but there was kind of like pseudo mini quest content around it, and I'm curious if that explains oh, maybe. it at all. Like, in the way that like it, like direct you to like try the first thing, then try the second thing, and the third thing. It's like, oh, you can make arrows now. Like it kind of like narratively brought you through it. Um, maybe. Maybe that's something we're oh, missing. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Um, and you know, the, the other thing that that uh, comes up with this is that I went and you know I just made a sampling of about a you know a thousand arrows and whatnot to to test this um, for the show. And each of the components that you can make is down to about a third of what it was before market value. 
So that's unfortunate because I was already doing the hairstyling and that was like nice little passive income. While okay. I was AFK, okay. I was going to ask because, you <laughs> know, kind of sucks. I, right. And, and my, and my question was like, is there, are there many people out there who are actually doing the full set of activities? The full here, one, I don't know. Like to, from the, from the eggs all the way to the full dineros as a money making method. I'm wondering if there's anybody, if there was anybody out there in the in the skilling community or just you know in general doing that. Because if, like if that's the case, that's gone now. I saw uh, people doing the good egg, bad egg stuff for sure while I was doing okay. the hair stuff, and people did the hair stuff, but I don't think I really ever saw people doing the propellant. Okay, which is required. Yeah, and there was a there was a bump. It, right, like people were doing dine arrows um, when the when the rangers shop or whatever um, came out. Yeah, because that, I mean, that did give it a little bump, but I don't. It's it's not something I'm familiar with as a go to money maker. Exactly. Maybe maybe it's really good, and the people have learned to be quiet about. It. I feel, I feel like here someone like, had to be making it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, I don't think I was the only source of, of fungal shafts. Someone had to be making it because people were are using uh, the, the bone yeah, like the, the, the when and, and, like and the bic yeah. and the and the um. And I the don't jazz know who those people are. are. Sorry, not full <laughs> but, jazz, but full. Yeah, and and see, that's the thing. That's the question that comes up with this one. And this is, you know, what I've heard in the community as well is that, well, maybe just, you know, instead of instead of just doubling the output of everything, uh, change how they're consumed with, with ranged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to trust that Jagex has the data here behind the scenes to know that, you know, there's a problem on the on the supply side with this, and they need more of those coming into the game from them from this activity that they can double it and see where things land. Um, and, and then with that, the entire, you know, drop in price could just be from everybody rushing to, to do it this week. But, yeah. um, Iron Man aside, I talked to a few of them and the, the sense that they got is that, well, we really didn't know what Jagex was going to do about this. So we just kind of, over time stocked up, you know, 10,000 plus of these arrows. And now that this is here, well, that's nice. It would have been nice to have it sooner and to have some communication of, of when it was coming. So there's that side of it too. But the thing that I do wonder about is that, you know, did this ruin anybody's skilling money-making method just to try and cover all, all, all angles of this, of this update. That's the one thing that I would uh, go back to because I re- I remember, you know, I I look occasionally at the RS Wiki's money making guide which uses the GE prices and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I and I don't remember I don't remember ever seeing dineros on there as a as a K money making method. I don't. So, I I don't think it was that big of an issue, but at the same time, maybe it was and then that's something that that's been ruined now. Um and you know, I also actually found out that the that the zygomite that the zygomite haircuts actually count for fletching daily challenges. I didn't know that, which is actually good for me because fletching's my next one twenty. So, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, tennis, yeah, I'm curious. Or, like Abernick. Oh no. Oh, I was just gonna say. Um. Uh. I'm curious. Yeah. What this 
this feels like an experiment in like Ken skilling. They make like a, a, a on purpose, make a skilling for profit method. So I feel like that hasn't been a thing in a while is that they haven't really released something like this is definitely going to be a supply for other people. That, yeah. I, Cause right now, like on the money-making guide, like making construction frames for the fort is high up there, but, but I don't time. know if that was on purpose. Yeah. And I was like, it was, was the point of that. I don't think the point of the update was to make a moneymaker. I thought it was just to make like a construction training method. I guess that's come from yeah. somewhere. A modern construction um, training method that can be AFK if you want, or slightly, slightly more lean forward. Right. But this arrow one, which was very clearly, this is for skillers to make money off of selling to people doing bossing. Um, I, this has been a, a quite a roller coaster since it's come out. And I don't know if this is the last update it's going to get. Yeah, and um, and 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 see that's the experiment thing. going. Experiment. Like, like are they <laughs> experiment? Nice. Um, yeah, we had um, we had a fun, maybe not a fun, but a a, a bad experience when we uh, were coming up with show titles for the episode when this first came out last year. Um, the first Google results for experimentation, as it was spelt, um, was a YouTube video about doing science experiments on humans. Whoa. <laughs> you sure that was oh. a YouTube thing, Shane? You it weren't was. on some other It was, and that, and that was even before I added the term segregation to it. Oh, I remember that <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the yeah, that was the clip that. from you that was too dark for even the clip show. <laughs> that, was, that was funny. We, we don't want Tannis to get canceled. Um, anyways, uh, In, anyway, Shane. Yes, I, I this is this is what I this is what I suspect. All right, Dine arrows were a pain in the ass to make. Yeah, right. So some people were probably making some money, like average. Avernex talking about, but what were they doing? They're cutting hair, they're sorting eggs. Probably weren't as many people actually completing the arrows. So, the other thing that I know is it had to be a supply issue because Jagex doesn't give a shit about prices in the market when it comes to things like that. Like, one item can rise or fall. That's not going to cause a reaction right like if a whole group of items you know arrows you know like like with runes may, maybe maybe they would do yeah. something but, but yeah. not one item like yeah. that i don't they're like I don't they're think. like rune arrows used to be in um priority eoc like they were a really good weapon but nobody made them because rune was you know stupidly high in the smithing table and no one therefore no one's using them so yeah. you have this thing yeah that they want people to use, but and I and that's what I said. If nobody's using these, yeah. they might as well not exist. And I think it'll go right back. Like honestly, I think in a week, the only people that will be doing doing this is people that are making a little bit of cash on the side and, and want and some hey, or fire making XP. And hey, this might have the side effect of making the the god anima go up in price. Which yeah, was mere I mean, pennies if people are before this. Yeah. 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 I mean, the reason I was doing the, I do the activity in the first place is that I don't have 120 fire making and fletching. And I would rather be passively doing something that gets me to a 120 than not. So I've exhausted most gathering skills and this had a, a gathering <laughs> skill like loop, but for artisan skills. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting way of looking at it. 
because you don't yeah, need true. to you don't need to you know initially pay out you can just do it all right there and you get something at the end of the day yeah you just get stuff out of doing interacting so it's, and, it's gathering you like and and you know if i was using these arrows i'd be using full or in or you know um in in the odd chance i was doing something like glacier or carapac i'd be using or, or ambassador i'd be using i'd be using um bic so it's always good to have those arrows on the side, you know, when arrows are a little, a little too sweaty for my liking in terms of you know, just <laughs> finding the right time to use them and whatnot. But that would, you know, looking at it here, when it comes to, you know, why do you always choose, you know, splintering arrows? It's because, well, they're they're cheap. And <laughs> I, I know full would, in most places, uh, if I can't maintain those stacks, be be probably a better option. So why not, right? So, and and that goes to back to what I said about if they're not using them, they practically don't exist. So, um, we'll have to wait and see how this goes. I know that I think the vibe I got from this, uh, from some people was that, um, uh, it, it was similar to when they upped the amount of herbs coming into the market last year. And maybe that's a good analogy for this too. It's kind of like what they did with the herb changes. Yeah. Um, and you know, Hey, it's okay. As long as they're, you know, not dropping down to two GP each, then, well, there you go. And they're not come. There there is no other way for these to come in. Right. Like ain't no, no, no monster dropping, uh, uh, dying arrow. Right. Like it's, so this, the only way for it to come in is through scaling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so Tannis, overall, <laughs> overall on for this, yeah. Tannis, overall on this, would you say that you're for the supply side solution then? When it, the problem is not having enough supply. <laughs> uh huh. I just, I just had to pull your leg on that one. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. Listeners to the podcast and economic folks will will get the reference there. <laughs> you get it, Avernick? No. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Google supply side economics. But mm-hmm. and um, heroes. continuing on, uh, wherever possible, bank chests, booths, bankers will now have a load last preset option, and this will load your most recent bank preset without needing to open, populate, and close your bank interface. Ah, uh, you can teleport into Wars Retreat, load your preset, and get back down to your boss even quicker now. I was thinking about doing like double XP activities and not even opening. Okay, or that too, or or that too. Herblore, yeah, that's a good idea. Herblore, yeah. Um, and you know the fort. uh, Now that you mention it, is a prime candidate for this. Yeah, absolutely. Right click button. Everything you do in your inventory, like every inventory skill. (laughs) Which is just insanity when you think about it, given how many bank chests are around the fort. And everything <laughs> around around the around the uh, construction and smithing training stuff. Mm. That's a good update. That's actually a really good one. I didn't think that I would, you know, get much use out of this one, but it's definitely it's definitely something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever you do the same thing twice. <laughs> uh, Dare to die. The song that plays at War's Retreat now fades in more gently and plays at a lower volume so that its drum track is gentler on the ears when passing through the PVM hub. Supposed yeah. to get psyched up, man. It's like 
you know, pump it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the prime example is, you know, I, I teleport to the Max Guild and I leave my chair, go get a drink of water, and I, you know, can't hear the Max Guild. But I do the same thing for War's Retreat. I can hear War's Retreat <laughs> from re- refilling the water. So yeah. uh, that was good. Uh, I'm going to save this next one uh, for after I thank some Patreon supporters because I'm going to do that right now before we get into the into the auditory uh, section of this list here. So this week, as it's the first of the month, uh, we have a, uh, a few more folks to thank. I'd like to thank Alaska, Alvaro L., Amos Reed, Anatoly D., Andrew C., Arvid Zell, Chubura, Dominic R., Drama Free, Duramax, Free Milk, G. Hammy, Gila Fleur, Jacob G., Jade Gizmo, Jason S, Jeebus, Jesse W, Jim M, Kesky, Killer Snowball, Lemon Lodge, Ling01, Nate the Great, Pernasius, Renhawk, Ricky A, Rippeth, Runestar, Samuel FL, Scott DS, Shirt Pants, T. Lee, The Naked Captain, The Dabbing Goat, Tim, Tom B, Ukulele Steve, Zant, and Zazacon. Of course, a uh, big huge thank you goes out to all of our Patreon supporters for allowing us to do what we do here at RSBNB Update. It means the world to us. Patreon.com slash RSBNB. Three tiers uh, that are open right now to sign up for, starting for as little as a dollar a month. You gain access to an entire back catalog of bonus shows that are monthly bits. And these are these are full podcast episodes. And we just recorded one of these the other day, and it, uh, it should be out now uh, by the time you guys are hearing this. And it's RuneScape's Graphical Future. So what we did with this is we got together with Zant, and we looked at... Uh, how the game has really fallen into a concrete graphical style since the events of Anachronia and Archaeology and how that's been carried forward, iterated on, and we see it in all of the graphical updates in-game, and we talk about what that means for the game. Uh, you can listen to that for as little as a dollar a month. Of course, we have other episodes in there talking about the evolution of combat. That was our very first one. We have one about um, about uh, legacy combat. We have one for holiday events that we recorded last year. I know Thaxi mentioned that last week, but there's an entire spectrum of monthly bits available, just like the main podcast, uh, a variety of, uh, of content choices for you, all available for as little as a dollar a month. Then we have the VIP tier where you get a VIP rank on Discord, including chat channel access, and I mentioned on the podcast at the start of the month plus high-quality stereo versions of the show. And if you want to give $5 a month, you'll receive a shout-out on the podcast each and every week and gain exclusive access to the clips we use to make the clip show at the end of the year. And uh, folks in this tier already have something special in the mailbox. Uh, uh, Just last week, I went into the mail, the Patreon Christmas card. So those will be going out to everybody who is an Insider Tier member as as of December 1st. And, of course, the Experience Tier members that I thanked earlier in the podcast. Big, huge thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Patreon.com slash RSBNB. Thanks so much, everyone. Thanks. All right. All right. Uh, there's going to be less moaning in game now. Right now. <laughs> Yay. Because uh, the repetitive moan in the zombie wonk idle animation audible to nearly all players has been removed. Yes. Oh, thank goodness. Is that not the most annoying? Now I need my refund. Oh. <laughs> Man. Because, I, I, you know, it wasn't a problem until they reintroduced the zombie walk, was it? 
and then you heard it everywhere. <laughs> it's always a problem. I, yeah, no, it. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's I, a really I, I, good one. I, I know. I, I was talking to Earth this week, and he said that's that's his patch of the year. Uh, it is. <laughs> it's in the running. <laughs> it is in the running. Um, they also uh, for for people who don't like cats, um, remove the repetitive meow in the idle animation of some cats and kittens. Audible to near nearly all uh, nearby players, and uh, remove that. Um, yeah, good. People that oh, don't like God. cats. <laughs> right, bye. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm trying to be really, really good right now. Oh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why? Because. Because, Shane. I don't think you deserve what I've got for you. What do you have for me? <laughs> Nothing. We the moment has passed. We need to move on. You can't just leave us hanging like that. <laughs> Let's just say it doesn't surprise me that you don't like cats. Okay. Or any other pseudonym for cats. Okay. Uh well, we'll just take what take what we get with the um with the re- removal of the re- repetitive zombie moan then. Now, if we could whack right. the uh, wings off of the drake. Um, the drake? Oh, it'd be, oh, it'd oh be like a the rat. flappy birds, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. If we could just ground them, then would be would be done here. Okay. Um, by player request, uh, the sound played during clue scroll scans has been reverted to its pre-June version. I haven't done any after that, but I guess the one before that people liked better. All right. Yeah, I can um, say. Do you do Clue Scrolls after Nick? Not consistently. Okay. Not since June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I, I have this stack and uh, trim is looking at It keeps that. getting bigger. <laughs> because I don't have Globetrotter yet. Yeah. So, um, I don't have much either. Um, the individual charges of revenant drop enhancers can now be stacked in your currency pouch, freeing up bank space. This seems like a Tannis update. I don't know if you use those. No, the um, yeah, having the enhancers added to the currency pouch actually did catch my attention. I thought that was really nice because, like, I just destroy mine because I don't have bank space for them. Yeah, so this is cool. Yeah, and you know, I think utility things like that kind of makes sense. Just like, just like you know, you wouldn't um, you wouldn't store aura refreshes, right? Those go mm-hmm. as part of the aura system, right? Um, when loading a bank preset, including items that can be filled with essence, their current contents are now emptied into the bank before refilling them in case they contain a different type. Okay, fair enough. It's very specific. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And now comes another one of those patches we're going to spend some time on here. Rebalanced and updated the rare and super rare loot tables to remove some of the less valuable items such as runestone spirits, molten glass, and raw lobsters, and increased variants of items dropping in multiples. But if you go to the actual wiki page here, and you look mm-hmm. at the history for this content, um, you'll see that there, there's more than just what was mentioned here. Like, for example, the diamond, be, the uncut diamond became an uncut dragonstone. 
Yep. Hmm. Um, okay. The half keys became just a smidgen more rare. The U logs became magic logs. I don't know how I feel about that one. I don't know how I feel about magic um, logs being added to it. Well, magic logs are what, tier eighty now. Yeah, yeah, kind of high. And I mean, yeah. I'm I've been I've long been on a crusade that just like ore was removed from all drop tables that wood should be removed mm-hmm. from all drop tables. So that's why I say that. it should be. Under, you're right. It should be magic yeah. wood spirits. You're right. <laughs> that sounds even shittier. Maybe that's why they didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) runestone spirits have been changed to soft clay I don't get that one yeah I don't either you you think runestone spirits are better I don't think either of them are good Okay. oh probably well because urns urns are are still uh, important yeah yeah so maybe they know that more urns are being crafted than we give them credit for. Yeah. Um, Necrite and Phasmatite uh, stone spirits have been removed, replaced with uh, small bladed or calcum uh, salvage and catalytic anima stones. That's funny. So they took a higher tier stone spirit and gave people a lower tier salvage. What's that tell you about the stone spirits? Yeah, and even catalytic anima stones. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. How uh, are those doing currently? Catalytic uh, that, anima stones. That's a good question. Stuff? I know um I know Raziel drops them and they mm-hmm. they they you know they they add up over time, but it's not like, you know, something that we that we that we love to get. They're um, getting added to most drop tables. Yeah, nowadays. like, like they're about a thousand each right now. Mm-hmm. And apparently you can make profit on them if you make astral, nature, armadil, blood, or soul runes. Okay. So that's interesting. Um, here's another drop table change. The big bones have been converted to dragon bones. Though yeah. it's slightly okay. smaller quantity. There are so many more dragon bone or not dragon bone, bone tiers above yeah. dragon yeah. nowadays. It doesn't have added so many. Yeah. Um, they also made it so that, uh, molten glass, um, used to only be with a tier four luck enhancer. Now it is removed with tier two luck and higher. Runestone spirits are removed with tier three luck and higher and raw lobsters are removed with tier four luck and higher. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also appears that you'll no longer get flax. Uh, if you, if from, from this, which, I mean, it's fine. It's not like we had fun spinning flax. Did not, although it was the only thing that I kind of had a collection of just because of certain spirits. Yeah, fair enough. Um, they also added a collection of huge plated rune salvage to drop between 18 and 22. That's quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, U logs between 675 and 825. Um, though it looks like they just changed the rarity on that based on uh, based on uh, how, how this. So did they not add here. any spirits to the list? I don't think so. 
it's kind of interesting they got rid of them when the, the I feel like the point of them is to fill things like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and except they added Onyx that, bolts. Okay. They're trying to. I mean, that's good, right? Like, yeah. So, you know, looking at this, what this tells me is that they're trying to make it so for people who have their luck of the dwarves and whatnot, is that you're not going to get crap from this list. Because they also, added, better, yeah. they also added ectoplasm in a drop between 270 and 330, which, according to this, is valued between 912 and 1.1 mil. Really? Yeah. That is quite a big drop. I saw some concern about that uh, when this came out in Timbo responding. It's quite rare, but... Uh, 20 out of 640. So, not. Yeah, you have to drop table. This is on the, the super rare, or just the, this is the super rare. Yeah, this so, is on the super rare. So, yeah, it probably won't crash, no. which is obviously the goal. No, and I mean, as more people get 120 necromancy, it makes sense that there's going to be less and less of it coming into the game, so I don't see a problem with that. Yep. And, you know, with the. Um, Conjure Undead Army ability, you use double the Even amount more. of ectoplasm. So there's there's no reason mm-hmm. to not add that sort of thing on here. But I, I feel like overall these changes are good and it makes it just so that it's 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 something that you actually want in most cases. Whereas if you're if you're running around you get a Saren Spirit and you have your luck of the dwarves and whatnot, previously you get something that's that's like that's like crap, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. this actually makes it better. Um, my only real concern is the magic logs, but that's neither here nor there at this point. So, but yeah, I'm just looking at, I mean, I don't think you got to worry about it with magic because elders are where elders are, are elders are nothing. Yeah. Because you you know, it, it was Telos that pushed the magic logs into the, into the toilet combined with the 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 priff crew is thieving right so uh, but sounds about the time period yep i i i remember a story from way back in the day um you know 2004 2005 rrs somebody i knew went for 99 wood cutting off of magic logs and with that he was able to uh fund himself a, a blue party hat at the time wow from 75 well, to 99 woodcutting. Yeah, they got to have uses too, right? So, I mean... Right, they're not. They're no longer like the main exactly. fire watching training. Yeah, so yeah, you're right. We have and, for that. And then that's what you said, you know, elders are where it's at. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Overall, that's a good change. Good change. Uh, let's see, what do we got next? Uh, moving on to some Game Jam projects. Misty, in the Deep Sea Fishing Hub, has two new chat options. She will tell you how long it's been since the current encounter started, which means no more guessing as to how fresh the traveling merchant is. And if no event is present, she will instead tell you how long it has been since there was an encounter. And she will now pass on rumors of what the stock for the traveling merchant is for the day, which which makes sense because at this point everybody just goes to goes to the wiki to see what it is. So why not just have it a, a little more in game information? Yeah, yeah. And when the game servers reboot as part of the weekly update, there was a minimum of forty five minutes before the first deep sea fishing uh, encounter could appear, 
and this is no longer the case, and such encounters can now potentially, depending on RNG, appear immediately after a game server reboot. Okay. That's good. Then moving on to Zemregal and Vorkath. Some changes to Lord of Bones again. Yep. We're, we're, we're still in a situation here with this one. Um, <laughs> where its use case is questionable at best, but what they did is they made it reduce 0.2% armor per stack rather than just one armor rating up to a maximum of 40%, and they also increased the time window from 30 seconds to a minute. That's, so, I think, more interesting is the 30 seconds it is. to a minute. So what this tells me yeah. is that you're still going to have a maximum of 40% reduction. You're just going to get there quicker based on how many times the skeleton hits. Right. Yes. And somebody in the comments, somebody in our community, please tell me where this is useful. We have, of course, talked about this on the Vorkath episode. We talked mm-hmm. about it a bit again last week, and we're not entirely sure where this ability is useful. Navernick, any I've ideas? I've seen some, some murmurs that it's more useful now. I think like the RS guy put up a video today about it. Um, that like at Telos now, it's it's probably worthwhile, and you can do like solo AOD or hard mode Virago now a little, a little better. But I mean, I still feel like I I, I actually haven't been on the show since, so I haven't talked about. It, but I feel like the way this was implemented, it's not supposed to be as useful for someone that's already like it's it's not supposed to be as yeah. useful for someone that already has hundred percent accuracy, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's definitely a bigger upgrade for someone that's currently at like. 70 to 80 percent accuracy on something so mid their their power journey um then you're getting more use out of it then it's actually like flat dps increase if you're somewhere in the mid levels but uh, yeah for for end game uses it's it's pretty far and few between and and to me this just really this really just signifies again um how much of vorkath was really designed around that mid-level bracket Right, it was a boss designed for the mid-level community with hard mode being a cherry put in on top. That you know, yeah. it, it's just there for the purpose of it. So. Yeah, because we don't have accuracy issues. Really, are they? They tried very hard to avoid them nowadays. So it's really only a thing when you're yeah. under level. And and I mean, it speaks volumes when the first change to go to the combat beta was accuracy, along with crit chance like that. So right, right. Um, which with changing it to the necromancy system correlates accuracy more and more to directly DPS capability. Like before it was kind of that with where, but it was like law of big numbers. Like some of them were hit, some of them were misses and the average out to a lower DPS. But now, but with the necromancy system, it's very much telling you it's just 80% DPS or something like that. Yeah. So like, and, and, that, sure. and that makes sense. And it's all about, you know, readability and laying things out on the ground like that. Um, Vorkath's Ice Circle attack no longer damages Dreadnips or Saren Spell Prisms. Yes, Saren Spell Prisms mm-hmm. were damaged by that. Yep. Mm. They also um, made it so Vorkath's Breath attack has been updated to provide better visual feedback. They added hard mode achievements for the battle. So I guess that's a reason to do hard mode if right. you're an achievement So hunter. now it's like an IFB requirement or something, right? Where yeah, it wasn't before. Yeah, yeah, that kind of sounds like it based on based on that. Um 
Some items obtained from the Battle of Four and Three reward chests are now noted, which makes sense. You don't they necessarily need to have that popped into your inventory, individualized. Yes, that's a dragon scale dust. Um, <laughs> players will now only take uh, damage if they stop in a poison pool. However, if a poison pool pool spawns on top of them, they can mitigate the damage by running to an empty square when the pool appears. If crossing a single pool, they will only take damage once a player stops in it. So, I, I guess it seems more forgiving. Yeah, so kind of just making it more how you would imagine it would work if it's something you know spawns in your path, you're not going to take damage from it, and if it lands on top of you and you move away, you won't take damage from it in a in a in a decent amount of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they also added the Vorkath Necromancy weapon overrides to Zemregal and Vorkath's encounter drop table, and that's from the recent event uh, that just happened yep. not too long ago. Yeah. Um, Iron Man can now purchase the double wrapping paper from the marketplace. They weren't able to do that before. And I know we... And we, we kinda, from Iron Man. <laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about this last week about, you know, okay, double wrapping paper in the store... Are Iron Man able to purchase this? What does this mean? But uh, it, it it's clear they made the decision that they can benefit from it. And <laughs> I, I'm betting, and I, I think with the wrapping paper, Iron Man don't get the lamps from it, so that's fine. No, they don't. Yes, yeah. it's already a limited pool. It's just more focused on the gambling aspect of trying to get the rares. <laughs> Which kind you're of... Not, you're not getting those guaranteed lamps. Yeah, and, and with that, doesn't it kind of make sense then that maybe you might have a higher chance of getting the Santa hat then? Or maybe I, they just fill in the table. Or it's everything that would have been a lamp or star beat oddments, and they just get more useless oddments. Maybe, maybe that. Um, I I also made the decision this year with all my wrapping paper that I wasn't going to keep the food that I got from it. Last year I had a bank tab just d- dedicated to the wrapping paper food. <laughs> And what happened to the bank tab? Um, when this year's Christmas event came out, I just destroyed it all. Oh, it lasted a year. Ah. <laughs> uh, updated the bank chest in the Christmas village to better fit the environment. And for people wondering what that means, it just uh, has has the Christmas decorations on it. They also updated the trees in the Christmas village, though for me personally, I can't see any difference there. I don't know if you guys see any difference. I haven't noticed difference. it. Yeah. Mm-mm. Uh, Vorkath now uh, appropriately awards wrapping paper. Free-to-play players can purchase the winter hat and scarf from the Christmas Spirit Store. And the Advent Calendar will now mention the prize received when opening a prize window, which is nice. And here's a big bug that was fixed. Items in ore boxes are now saved on death. Unless it's a PvP death. Hmm. That, that, yeah, that that, yeah, yeah, for real. I, I, I had no idea. Not for someone, yeah, like, mm-hmm. I, I, like, was it was this the behavior before, or was this a bug? I don't know. I mean, it, it, it I, feels like is it a bug, a bug if it's just an oversight that they didn't think to make it not do that. <laughs> well, did they just change the ore box recently with like the stone spirits thing? So maybe it was a bug from that. Yeah. Well, oh, like that's, yeah. that's my sense. Cause I don't think we would have got three plus years out of the mining and smithing rework before somebody, <laughs> you know, died with an ore box and lost their ore. So, well, that's true. Lost 140 to dark Anamica <laughs> or whatever. 
Um, the in-game clock should now refresh as expected. It's been weeks since we've had a working in-game clock, hasn't it? Mm. Yeah. I don't know if I can trust it anymore. That's what a good watch is always for, right? <laughs> it's reading game time. I mean, yeah, I could put that as an option on here if I wanted to. <laughs> the Lumbridge water wheel has been fixed, and that's really good news. <laughs> it's not me saying that. It was in the patch notes. It was mm-hmm. in the patch notes. I'm having too much fun over there. Yeah. Uh, I, I once knew somebody um, who was punned to death by wheel puns. And you can imagine how how really bad that made them feel. <laughs> we just didn't know when it was going to end. I, I was going to try and work in another wheel there. But. Is that a circle joke? <laughs> <laughs> what goes around comes around. <laughs> uh, fixed interactions uh, between interface scaling and the field of view. Improve the quality of game render scaling, and people will see why this is important in just a minute. And um, improve the quality of interface scaling on desktop. This is a this is a big one. Uh, improved, yeah. Because previously it was really only one hundred, one thirty five, and two hundred that would look good, but now everything in between one hundred and two hundred and beyond actually looks good uh, right now. So that was something I think that was long, that was, that was needed, needed long, long term. And Tannis, I'm wondering, you know, is is this ever something that you would, uh, that you would lean into? Because now, you know, we have all sorts of options. Um, Like 175 looks okay. Mm -hmm. Um, 225 looks okay. 110 looks okay if you wanted to do that. <laughs> what was funny is um, I didn't realize that 200 was you know, already okay, and that's what I had always used just naturally because it's what I needed. <laughs> so, um, and then when they changed it, it all went back, right? So I had to put it, I had to put everything back. Well, I put it back to um, 150, thinking because I, I thought that's what I had it set for. Yeah, out, I must have had it at 200 because there was space in between. I'm like, oh, but you're right. Like the 150, it did it did look good. Although I do need the 200 percent, like yeah, scale. And and the thing is, like you know, things like 110, 90, 70, 120, they they were just so they were they were crap. That you know, the font in in like the skills menu, for example, was just totally unreadable. For that, whereas yeah. now it's actually readable. So I don't know what exactly went into that change to make it workable, but mm-hmm. it, it's better now, and, and that's appreciated. Yeah. They also improved the quality of FXAA, uh, FX anti-aliasing on mobile and on desktop when game render scale is not 100%. Improve the performance and game rendering quality when the interface scale is set to less than 100%. And improve performance and quality when the game view is resized using edit layout. And that's something a lot of people don't realize is that the the actual game window where the game takes place can be resized. And you could put your interface outside of that if you wanted to. I know that's something uh, that was 
a main feature a lot of people experimented with when we got the new interface system way back when. Now, this next this next collection of patches is maybe a little bit problematic. They reset the game render scale to account for Windows and Mac OS DPI scaling due to performance issues. So what this means is if you're using your system with UI scaling, or rather DPI scaling, the game will sense that and will lower your render scale so that you won't have performance issues. So the result of this is is that some people who are logging in this week with high-resolution displays, 4K uh, displays or retina displays on the Mac, are actually seeing a blurrier game this week. And that mm-hmm. also includes um, uh, the user interface and fonts with this. And, you know, we can change the render scale of the of the game itself so that we can increase the quality of that and that we don't get that kind of blurring in the actual game environment at the at the cost of FPS, of course, which is to be expected. But we can't do that with the user interface. So the re- result for me and other people is that we're left now this week with a game where we can make it not be blurry at the cost of FPS and our user interface will be blurry with no questions asked this week. So I don't know what the solution to this is for me right now or for people using high-resolution displays. Or maybe it's only a macOS thing might be different for people using high-resolution displays on Windows. But I don't have, I, I don't have, um, I haven't done any, I don't have a high-res display connected to Windows. It's only on the macOS side. So I don't know what the answer to this is but it's 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 a mixed bag i don't know if either of you guys have you know anything more than uh 1080p or the uh, qhd running i do or, not okay okay so and and that's the thing like i don't even know what to say about this because it's not a bug like <laughs> it's not crashing my game client or anything like that it just doesn't look as good mm. So, I don't know what what to do with that, which is weird because normally when it comes to RS bugs, I have a fairly good sense of you know where to report them and how to describe it. But I'm not sure what to do uh, in this case. So, in any case, uh, that's uh, that's pretty much it uh, uh, for the for the community hit list this week. Uh, that that was long winded. They, they you know, know the, it was healthy. It was. <laughs> It was. And there is one thing we didn't mention at the top of the show that maybe should have been at the top of the show with this. You know what it is, right? It's the it's the it's the um, it's it's, it's the master cape recoloring. Oh, was that not in the patch notes? Was it just a a main? It it wasn't in the patch notes. It was just. Oh, okay. It was just at the top of the news post. Either of you have the master cape or. No, I do not. No, I do not either. Um, Eventually, and, and the interesting thing about this is that, in addition to adding the recoloring options to it and the particles, they actually changed the way the cape looks slightly, and it's a really nice, smooth-looking cape now. It's, I mean, I hate to say like this is what I wished it had looked like when it came out, but this is kind of what I wished it had been when it came out. Well, if you never had it, it might as well have been. <laughs> well, but it 
but it was different. Like when when I was thinking, you know, the the master Max Cape like that. That mm-hmm. what we got was was never what I had pictured. It, mm-hmm. you know, like this is more along the lines of what I pictured it to be or should should have been. Yeah, and you, you know, to be clear, you're not going to be able to uh, to mimic the color of a of a of a comp or sorry a a trimmed master completionist cape. Um, you're only able to change the particle colors uh, to ones that don't really conflict with that. So the examples given are red, blue, uh, green, white, yellow. Purple, a darker red, a cyan, an aqua blue, it looks like a hunter brown, maybe the farming green, a darker green, black, uh, orange, and pink. And this this raises the question, at this point in time, does the, do these coloring options make it so that any of us here really want to go for this 120 all cape now? I mean, I mean, you're I'm gonna get going there eventually. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, Probably I was going time. for it anyway, but um, I think it's it's nicer. It's improved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and see that that's the issue, or that's where I'm at is that I've never really committed to going for 120 all. It's just eh, I'll get a 120. I'll do a 120 fletching. I'll do a 120 fire making kind of thing. So yeah. this might be the kind of thing that ticks me over the edge. Avernick, how how do you view one twenties that aren't real that are virtual? Uh, they're they're deprioritized over real ones. But um, I mean, I I like the games. So I want to make goals, and that one is a uh, th- those are real enough for that purpose, I suppose. Uh, I'm not going for for the capes though. Uh, right. Um, and just, you have, you you do, do you have comp? Uh yeah. Okay, trimmed. Ten requirements off, like slow, like, like same same thing, slowly, yeah. just just as they come up. Like, okay. like right now, I'm just trying to focus Reaper tasks because the Death Store is one of them. But like, right. Fair nothing. Enough. I'm not going out of my way to like grind them. Okay. For the game. And and you have Master Quest, right? Of course. Right on. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the cape that everybody always says the best. Alrighty, well, that pretty much brings us to the end of our uh, our discussion here on uh, this week's update. I think with that, uh, we can move on to our achievables uh, this week. So, starting off, uh, we have Breezy with uh, 99 runecrafting on the 5th, Z with 120 cooking on the 4th, and Rune Dragon with 99 necromancy on the 3rd. Uh Irondel 20 with 120 Hunter on the second. Nafon with 120 Constitution on the second. Pony Picker with 200 mil Hunter XP on the second. And Spy Human with 99 Necromancy on the second. Nicely done. All right. Then we have Zookeeper 53 with 99 Invention on the second. We have Battle Slash. Uh, with 99 necromancy on the 30th and mage quest with 99 construction on the 30th nicely done 
job. All right, I believe you have a pick of the week for us, Avernic. Uh, yep. Uh, the pick of the week is a game called Sea of Stars. It is an old school style RPG, um, sort of eight bit, uh, but it is newer. It came out uh, this August. I recently played it on the Switch, which I thought was a great console for this kind of game. Uh, both the handheld and the the console version uh, way of playing it. Um, it. Uh, it kind of it, a lot of the gameplay is kind of like um, either like old JRPGs or like uh, hmm. actually a lot like like the old Mario and Luigi RPG games like on the, the Nintendo DS, um, where it kind of mixes the turn based with some interaction. Um, I thought that it was a really uh, great story, and the world building especially was was really fun in this this newish, brand new to me fantasy world. Um, where the the heroes have to to set out and defeat all of these nightmare creatures around the world, then things slowly start to go off the rails as it goes along. Um, I had a blast with it. I played it over the course of probably a week, um, so not nothing too crazy. Uh, I I don't think I played too much. Uh, you can ask others, uh, but. <laughs> Absolutely recommend. I think it actually just won an award at the Games Awards tonight for Best Indie Game of the oh, Year. Really? So okay. Wow. Very excited for that. Um, it also but, won um, uh, won apparently won Golden Joystick for Best Indie as well. Yeah, uh, absolutely recommend it. It was probably like thirty hours, I think, uh, to beat the story and uh, just a really cool novel experience, which is not based on any other existing IP, which I feel like is not very common. Yeah, these days. you don't see that. You know, and it, it uh, was really fun to play. Nice, and and interestingly cool. enough, on the page here they also have a demo, which is not something you see much in this day and age anymore. Game demos. I think, I think this was like a Kickstarter project, so yes. I had a little more of that, like back and forth. Okay, um, and it came out good for for that. Absolutely, I, I didn't even know it was a Kickstarter project until half of the game. Like, oh, and this is a hall where like several thousand backers are listed. Like. Cool oh, optional content. That's neat. <laughs> that's very neat. Um, yeah. And and from the looks of it, it looks like they're having good success on Steam as well, in addition to the Kickstarter stuff. Um Yeah, I think it's on a lot of platforms. Not just the Switch, it's just that's where I, I was looking for a Switch game and it popped up high on the store. Yeah, and you know, uh, this is this is like everybody's dream who makes a game, right? Is that it's gonna be an indie game, it's gonna be something that's unique that we that we build and market and we take it to Kickstarter and, and, you know, we win at the end of the day. And this seems mm-hmm. to, to definitely uh, fit into the, into that category too. Uh, it's got an 88 on the Metacritic uh, review score right now for, for anybody who follows that in this day and age. So. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Tannis, what have you been up to on RS? Uh, cutting hair and sorting eggs and other than that i have just been full of christmas cheer and doing dailies i like it that actually convinced me to actually set my dailies the way that i should have had them you know what do you mean Um, by that i mean i've been fiddling around with woodcutting for a while but i hadn't set all my dailies oh to, to woodcut it okay yeah so so i mean i i did all that you know to get the letters turn in all my letters but you know i'm not shane so i got hey, a hey, outfit. I, I, I didn't i didn't get a black black party hat yet this yet. week yet um 
I do like the fact too how how you can just use cheer for the letters like that's catch up. Yeah, yeah I like that <laughs> a lot. You mean the Christmas spirit um, stuff or Christmas spirit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And like if you miss a day or whatever, you can just go go back and you know fetch them and buy a bunch there. So that's so that's good to to catch up on the remaining. Yeah, um, yep. I've been interacting with it a lot too. To be honest, anything else from you? Um, a little something called leagues, but um, <laughs> that's that's in, that's somewhere else. Um, that's in another land, far, far away. Are you going to stick with <laughs> it? Are you enjoying it? Yeah, yeah. What I what I like is I see the potential that that we could have over here doing the same kind of things. Yeah. Which is reimagining new ways of playing RuneScape. You wouldn't think that adding a logistical element to the game would cause so much theory to have to be. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to think about things differently when you only have access to certain places, and and you need to make I, it all yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it makes me think, oh, what could be, you know, over here kind of thing. I think we're all just becoming straight up RuneScape players. I feel like there's less of a divide and it's just, we're all just RSs, whatever you're playing at the time. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the the funny part is, is that that divide is something that I feel is, is greatly artificial and it really disappears when you merge the two communities and you do that by something like leagues or you do it with, you know, something that we haven't had since 2019 and that's RuneFest. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how about you, Avernick? Um, in, in RuneScape doing okay. Now I did have a bit of a panic where I feel like the Vorkath event came and went so quick and I was <laughs> rushing at the end, uh, this past week. Okay. So it wasn't just uh, me. Trying to- <laughs> I I think it was well it was we had American Thanksgiving so I feel like that ate up half the time and then I come back and I'm like oh no there's only days left or hours even to finish this thing so I did get it in under the wire but it wasn't it wasn't pretty yeah and and, and uh, the RNG and the RNG window being you know reduced to three hours and each really helped that, that helped yeah at the end I was like what can I do it's like mo- most guaranteed I was like I just gotta start getting forecast kill count because those are like every 30 you get right one. so it's yeah that's how I finished it off. marks was of war was also a good one yep um, but as for lately, I'm just trying to slowly get my kill count up to get the, the Zemmer Eagle Nexus. So just a couple ki- kills yeah, that's, a day. That's a really good point. You know, I hadn't thought about that as being the main reason to to do the boss. And I should get that because I use those runes as part of my, you know, entire necromancy setup. So, yeah, uh, I don't I one of the things that I don't like about PVM is that like or is kind of really pigeonhole you into hour long play sessions. So. That's mm-hmm. not how I like to PVM. I like to go in for like five kills, maybe twenty minutes, thirty minutes. So uh, it's definitely been slower for me than probably other people that grinded it out day one. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of just what I've been up to. between that and Christmas, and then just a little AFKing on the 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 Zygomites. Yeah, and and, and and you can't have just you know part of a part of an aura you gotta activate that aura you log out it pauses I, but then it expects you to come back to that and you might not want to do that one thing that i don't 
know exactly how it works is that when I activate an aura, use a bit of it, log out, and come back hours later and then it deactivates, it's immediately ready again. So I feel like as long as you wait four hours from when you first activate it, no matter log in, log out, yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. It's the issue is if I like do some PVM, use part of an aura, then I go do like eat lunch and I come back, it's probably going to deplete and then not be ready. Yeah, and um, and, and that was an undocumented feature when they changed the when they brought in the aura pausing, is that if you log out and pause it for that cooldown period, it will be ready to go when you happens. come back. Yeah, so you could, in theory, you know, go to bed one night, activate your aura, come back the next day and have it for two hours back to back. Plus your premier artifact reset, and if you if you wanted to really you know do PVM that day, you got three hours of that aura there. Yeah, so I've been actually like appreciating that weird quirk that I didn't expect out of that update quite a bit because it lets me do like these smaller sessions a little easier. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, activating an aura shouldn't feel like you're committing yourself to a piece of content. I think personally, right, right, yeah. Right on, then. Um, as for me, of course, as, as everybody knows, we, we all checked out the the segregation and the ex- experimentation and the Zygomite care styling uh, this week, so there was that. Um, but, you know, an interesting thing that actually did uh, come up with content this week that I, that I actually uh, kind of uh, ended up leaning into, like you mentioned, was the daily challenges, too, with uh, combined... With being with doing it for the winter event, but also um, for the Zygomite update, I realized that the Zygomite care styling is part of the fletching daily challenges. So that's where I'm going to be, and I'm going to you know do that for the daily fletching stuff. And I feel like I have with this update this week kind of fast tracked myself for the next double XP to get 120 fletching. Ooh, like I don't know what the use of that is. <laughs> I don't know. Someday, what use- someday it'll be real, it. and you'll yeah, be able to make the best it. arrows. Uh, and I don't know what the use of the fletching skill in general is, but it was my, you know, third ninety nine. So maybe it should be my fourth or whatever one twenty. Aside from the real ones, I guess I don't know. Um, just, just, just weird things like that in RS when you start down a track and you and you commit yourself to things like that. Um, Fun costs. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> exactly it um and on the league side a bit of an update uh for people who don't listen to the to the old school show and maybe a bit of a preview for this week's old school show i'm not going to go too far into it here but i have learned why we appreciate steel dragons i bet it's because they drop things that you can't get otherwise Without what? training smithing to level 91. Uh-huh, uh-huh, Runite crossbow uh-huh. limbs. <laughs> so that, that's going to be my best crossbow for a while. And, uh, and then, then, you know, we just amp, amp the difficulty up from there. But um, oddly, haven't been playing uh, much. I haven't, in effect, stepped too far into, into all the games this week. Just kind of been spreading myself out across all of them. Uh, that'll of course change as we head into Christmas, I'm sure, because everybody has those Christmas pushes where they do tons of RS, I think. At least that's how Everyone it has a little too much time off. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, that brings us to the end of this episode this week. Uh, thank you 
uh, Avernick, uh, for, for joining us. Uh, great yeah. as always. Thank you. And Tannis and I will be back next week uh, for another episode of our SBNB update. And if you want the podcast uh, delivered automatically to you, the best way to do that is to subscribe at update.show. We're on all the podcast listeners out there, Apple, Google, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and more, update.show slash subscribe. And of course, we're also on YouTube at youtube.com slash rsbnb. That's where we post the video versions of the show. But with that, we'll be back next week for another episode of RSBNB Update. Take care, everyone. See you then. See ya. Yep. Yeah.